Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast. I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Your host. Oh yeah, I <laughs> and guess chef. I am the host. <laughs> and I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan. The purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy and discuss the real-world practical solutions that make your food taste great again. You know, it's nice to be the host because that means I have all the power. You do. Except you... for you're the producer, so you're kind of like the check on my power. So you kind of like wrangle me in. Well, you control the narrative, but I chop it up. <laughs> <laughs> in this episode, we're going to talk about your sense of touch and how texture plays a role in the eating experience. So you want me to jump in here or you want to say anything else? See, I'm not the expert on the topic. You are. I introduced the idea and then you get to explain it to everybody. You have the harder job. Yeah, you always say that you wind <laughs> me up and watch me go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just need to stick to poke you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> dance. Dance, dancing bear. Dance, bear, dance. Okay, so your sense of texture, right? So it's sense of texture is part of your sense of touch. So what is your sense of touch? So, so far we talked about sense of taste, sense of smell, sense of sight, and now we're talking about your sense of touch. Um, you guys can't see me, so I'm gonna have to illustrate this very complicated example. I'm taking two of my fingers, and now I'm going to show you how touch works. I'm taking my right index finger and connecting it to my left index finger. Three, two, <gasps> I'm touching! You made that sound way more interesting than it actually was to watch it. <laughs> this is your sense of touch, right? So you can imagine in your mind, in your mind's eye, you can see me touching my two index fingers together and rubbing them. Your sense of touch, just like your sense of taste, is a kinesthetic sense. You requires you to actually physically be in contact to receive the sensation, right? So if, ladies and gentlemen listening on their podcast devices and their computers and other things that they can hear me on, Take your fingers and touch them together. This is your sense of touch. Well, this isn't just, it applies to your fingers. It applies to every part of your external skin membrane. Uh, all of your skin has nerve endings in it that detect your sense of touch. This includes the inside of your mouth and your tongue and your eyes and your ears, all kinds of stuff, right? Everything, pretty much, not everything, but lots of parts of your body, a lot of your body has some kind of nerve ending in it that allows it to feel and experience things being touched to it, right? Like we pet our dog, we feel that, right? Well, this really comes into the eating sensation when we start talking about your lips, your mouth, and your tongue. So the inside of your mouth can feel things, and you can prove this if you want to by, you know, sticking your finger in your mouth and poking around. Just don't <laughs> go too far back, and, you know, it's not very pleasant. But that's also your sense of touch, right? We feel these things. It creates sensations. So really, when we're talking about this sense of touch, this really comes into play into temperature, right? Is it okay. hot? Is it cold? Um, it also comes into textures, okay? Is this crunchy? Is this soft? Is this abrasive? Is this hard? You know, is this in between? Is this a variety, like, you know, hard on the outside, soft on the inside, like crunchy bread with a sandwich with a piece of cheese and lettuce? You know, we got these varied textures and what touch does in the eating experience is without getting too fancy it defines in my opinion how you should feel about what you're eating it helps to tell you by memory and association how to feel about what you're eating right is it exciting is it comforting is it neutral is it you know is it is it soupy? Is it hard? What are these textures and what do you associate them with, right? So for example, when we eat potato chips, 
that crunch is mm. fun and it's exciting, right? Like I love yes. barbecue chips, okay? Yes. And you you can attest to how much I love barbecue and chips, chips and salsa. And chips and you salsa. You love chips and salsa. Right. But you know, I'm not going to sit there and drink or lick a lollipop made out of barbecue sauce, right? Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> but, not for some people, but... <laughs> but... But here's why it's weird. It's the texture thing. I'm eating that barbecue flavor on the crunchy chip and applying that, right, to my mouth. So I'm getting the barbecue flavor, okay? And then I'm getting the pleasantness and the exciting experience of eating the chip. When you eat nuts, if they don't get stuck in your teeth, of course, they're fun. They're <laughs> exciting. They're this reinforcing behavior. You get a pocket full of almonds and you walk around and eat them. Or you, uh, specifically Miss Jessica, love sunflower seeds. Oh, I do. Crunch. Oh, he hates when oh, I bite the, into them. It's oh, the man. worst. I'm like... <laughs> it is auditory purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to warn you. Hey, just so you know, I'm about to eat some sunflower se seeds for the next half right? hour. But this is... But you're eating it because of the crunch and the pop and the, you're getting all these different textural experiences. Right, right. that's why I seeds, like them. They're this interesting yeah. textural experience. Is This chewing action is pleasant and it generates endorphins and we always go for endorphins and dopamine because it makes us feel excited, okay? So texture defines how you feel about food. So food texture, uh, let's define that really quickly. So food texture is really... How does it feel inside of your mouth, right? So is it soft like grits or macaroni and cheese, right? Or is it soupy like, well, literally a soup, right? Is it something, mm -hmm. is it a, a broth with something suspended in it? Is it mushy like a banana? Is it mushy like a banana? <laughs> is it crunchy like potato chips? Is it crunchy like tortilla chips? Is it somewhere in between like a taco, right? Soft like bread. Right, soft like bread. So there's yeah. all these different texture words and, you know, we could go on and on and on with these examples, but each food really has its own specific texture. Is it bready, right? We use the word bready in cooking um, to define the actual texture of bread because it's different because it's, it's elastic, but it's also soft. So it's got this this elasticity and this pull and a mouth feel that's a little more resistant than something like a banana, right? right? And it's got more elasticity than a banana, but sandwich bread tends to be about as soft as a banana, you know? So there's all these different levels of texture and what they do is if you look at our all of our favorite foods, they always have these different levels of texture in them. They'll have some kind of, like tacos have. Oh, sticky like candies. Yeah. Like some candies right. are like, they're, chew they're chewy, but they're also sticky. Like they stick to your teeth and they stick in your mouth. And, yes. And yeah. then if you have like crowns, they can pull them out if you're not yes, careful. Yes, I have to be very careful on that. <laughs> womp so, womp. So food texture tells us how to feel about the food. It tells us how to experience the food and how to put it in context. And it makes food fun. Right? It's the fun part of food. Like, you know, you could put a smiley face in your pancakes and stuff like that. But isn't it more interesting that when you put the M&Ms in your pancakes, you get the pop and the crunch of the M&M as well, in addition to the softness of the pancake? So food texture really tells us how to feel, and it gives us these interesting experiences inside of the eating. So um, applying textures, right, can change something from tasting bad or tasting good right? You can have something like a sandwich, right? It can be very bland, right? If you just have turkey and Swiss and nothing else, right? And you have two pieces of bread. Well, if you toast that turkey and Swiss on the grill, instead of being this bland turkey and Swiss sandwich, now it's a turkey melt. Yes. And it's exciting. It is you've, exciting. You've added all these varieties of not just new flavors because of the cooking technique, but also different textures. So really textures don't only just tell us 
how to feel about the food. They help us to make the same dish in different ways and apply it. I'm sorry, you've, you've got now this I, dreamy <laughs> look in your that's eyes. That's because now I know what I want for lunch. <laughs> you, you want a turkey melt? I want a turkey melt, but we don't have turkey, we have roast beef, so you're gonna do a roast beef melt. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I'm drooling over here. She is literally salivating on top of her show notes. <laughs> help me. But that just goes to <laughs> illustrate the point where I, you were talking about a turkey sandwich, and I was kind of like, eh. eh. And then I pictured a toasted turkey sandwich, and I literally started drooling. Right. And so this... And all you did was change the texture. Exactly. So how does this really apply in cooking for chemo? Well, we really think about your sense of texture and your sense of touch um, with mouth sores, right? So mouth sores are, of course, these little sores in your mouth, and they hurt. So you want to be texture conscious if you have mouth sores. And if you don't have them, just be aware of texture. And you want to think about how you cook and what you're cooking and begin to identify what textures you like and keep them exciting and interesting. But, you know, just a quick rundown. Like soft, soupy textures tend to give you a feeling of comfort and love, right? Mm-hmm. When you're sick, you eat soup. You don't eat, well, maybe somebody eats tortilla chips and salsa when they're sick. <laughs> but by and large, people tend to, across most cultures, eat some kind of soft, soupy texture when you don't feel well, right? But we have a salad, right? Like a Greek salad. We eat that. It's got the Kalamata olives, the pepperoncinis, the romaine lettuce, the, 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 uh, the feta cheese. You got all these different flavors and textures. You got this pop of freshness, right? This crunchiness gives you this sense of freshness and excitement, as well as the flavors and the colors as well. But these different textures can make you feel comfort. They can make you feel, on the other side, excited and having fun. Like when you go to the Mexican restaurant, and you get the tortillas, and then you drink the margaritas, and then everyone's having fun, and then you're singing mariachi music, even though you don't speak Spanish, you're not sure how that happened. Why are we talking about me now? I'm not sure. But they, <laughs> you know, it's my show, right? So. These textures and the, this sense of touch, that's really where it comes into play is you really want to think about the mouth sores and how it makes you feel and turning boring food into exciting food. So now let's pretend you didn't have a sense of taste or a sense of smell. Kind of like we talked about with the mole people in the last episode. If you couldn't see, right, what would your walls be covered in? They'd be covered in interesting textures so that you could feel your interest. You know, you'd have artwork made out of velvets and prickly things and stuff like that, right? And so this is that same kind of thing. So in Star Trek, they have this, this race, and we like Star Trek in our house, so don't judge us too harshly. <laughs> but there's this, this group of, of, of aliens, and they're called the Vorta. And there's this episode where they kindly, they kind of talk about how they don't have a sense of taste or a sense of smell. So all the food they eat is always of an interesting texture. And this is kind of the same thing. So if you have like, you know, mouth cancer or throat cancer, esophagus, uh, I can't even say the word. If you have cancer in your esophagus, um, what happens is you can lose your sense of taste and your sense of smell because of radiation treatments. Well, the same, so the same thing comes into play here. Think about interesting textures. Food, if it doesn't taste like anything, find a way to make that textural experience interesting. Vary up the textures between soft and crunchy or in between textures in each meal and give layers, like for example, a taco salad is crunchy on the bottom, soft on the inside, crunchy on the top with the lettuce, but they're different kinds of crunchy, different kinds of soft. Now, couldn't this also go the other way? Like a, t a weird texture could turn you off of your food. Like it could look good, it could smell good, it could taste good, but it feels weird in your mouth. Like, for example, your brother. Yes. He, the, t the taste, the, s the smell, the sight doesn't really bother him, but the texture in his mouth, he thinks mushrooms are slimy and it immediately makes him grossed out. Yes. So is that, how does that work on the opposite end? 
So like on that end, well, you literally just explained it <laughs> is some people just don't like certain textures. So for example, like you talked about with my brother, my brother loves, if I grind mushrooms up and hide them in the food, like a little kid, you're like trying to hide veggies on a little kid. No, it's really a, it's really a really bad for you cookie kid, even though it's full of all kinds of vitamins and nutrients. It's the same thing with my brother. My brother cannot stand the taste. He loves the taste. He loves the smell of mushrooms, but the texture of a full piece of mushroom just grosses him out. It's In his about, defense, they are kind of weird when they're, you know, they can sure, be a little they can slimy. Be slimy. They can be weird, but the flavor of, of them is, is delicious, right? So, so it's the same thing. There can be textures that people do not like. For example, mushrooms is really the big one. People just don't like the texture of mushrooms. Like the people who don't like mushrooms, that's why they don't like them. People love the taste. They love the smell. If you cook them and then blend them and then mix them into something and you don't know they're there, you, like you can't feel them texturally because mushrooms are this in-between type of organism. They're not a plant and they're not an animal. And so their structure is is like... A plant, but made out of animal parts. <laughs> you know, like it's a meat plant. You know, it's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of weird. It is weird, but it, <laughs> you know. Anyway, so yes, textures can absolutely turn you on. They can absolutely turn you off. You can like them. You can hate them. And really, this is where the role of tasting journal comes in, so that you can start logging these different textures and tastes and smells that you have had success with, that you've had difficulties with, and using those as a way to build and diminish and keep your appetite up. All right, so we're gonna wrap this up with an audience email. Chef Ryan, I have really bad mouth sores. What can I eat that will taste good and not make my mouth sores worse? Okay, so the key to mouth sores are a couple things. It's number one, avoiding overly hot foods. And that means both thermal you know, like, this is hot coffee. Don't spill it on your lap. And also, super hot foods, as in spicy. We use the word hot and spicy uh, to mean the same thing. So, really spicy foods can agitate mouth sores. You know, you got, you've got the capsicum. And so, basically, if you've got mouth sores, just avoid things that are really, really spicy. For example, like cayenne pepper or ghost chilies or anything. That's jalapenos. a little too hot right. on, on my don't, scale. If, if, you're, if you've got a mouth sore, don't chew habaneros on a dare, you know? <laughs> like, these are the things you want to be care conscious of. The other things you want to do is you want to keep your mouth moist, right? Talk to your dentist. Your dentist is going to have some really good recommendations on moisturizers for your mouth, which is a phrase I never thought I'd say. <laughs> Mouth moisturizer is new from Jurgens, right? Minty, but minty fresh. <laughs> it's good for your elbows. It's good for your mouth, right? No, that's not how that's it works. That's kind of weird. Okay, that's gross. So we also want to think about making sure that we don't use abrasive textures. So, for example, cornmeal, like grits. Grits are made out of cornmeal. They're made out of hominy, which is a type of cornmeal. Um, we're going to avoid corn chips, corn tortillas, anything that's going to be abrasive. Anything that uses a body scrub is going to be naturally abrasive no matter how long you cook it, okay? So you want to avoid anything overly abrasive because that's just going to get stuck in there and it's going to agitate it. And same thing, like you wouldn't want to chew on steel wool. So we want to stick to soft, soupy textures if we have mouth sores. We want to keep extra liquid in all of our foods. So don't we'll toast moist. my turkey melt. No toasting of turkey melt. I have to eat the soft one. Yes, and as a grand advocate for toasted sandwiches, That's as sad. the grand champion, I say that that is sad. But when you get over the mouth sores, you can have as many toasted sandwiches as you want going forward. That's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Remember, you can get all of this information and more on our website, cookingforchemo.org 
along with our Gourmand award-winning cookbook, Cooking for Chemo and After. I'm Jesse Callahan. And I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thanks for listening.